a special speaker that I want to introduce. This is a very good friend of mine, a a person who has has, um, spoken at different conferences um, in different nations. Uh, They spoke in Canada, also spoke in Chiapas, Mexico. And this person also spoke at, has spoken at conferences here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Now, the main credentials of this person are that they are a parent of six kids. Woo, that's a lot of kids. Sound familiar? This person also has, even more important than six kids, this person also has about 22 chickens, two horses, three dogs, three cats, and probably some other animals that I don't know about. Anyway, and I have to admit that I do have a strong crush on this person. And so I would like to introduce my wife, Lisa Ellis. Come on up here, girl. How are you doing this morning? Thank you for that, CJ. All kinds of critters. Yeah. I sure do. I sure do. Including a husband. That's right. That <clears throat> I always surprise him and say, honey, guess what I'm going to get this month? Guess what I want to get? And he's like, oh, I know he's going, Lord, please help me. Please help her, you know. And so and the, the new thing that's going to come up next year, I, I didn't get my way this year, but... I'm praying next year that I will get about 25 butchering hens next year. And so he wasn't up for it this year, but, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So this is kind of funny. Just kind of how, how it is. So, amen. Well, let's just open it. So let's just pray again. Not that we've prayed earlier, but we're just going to pray again. Okay. So, Father God, I just thank you. Um, for your people, Lord. I just thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord, just for the passion that you have, Lord God, in all of us. And I just even pray that out right now, Lord, that you just start releasing passion in Jesus' name, that your, your, um, feelings, Lord God, your, your, your passion can be, what's that called? Just projected onto us, Lord God, that we could feel your heart of passion, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord God, just for the work that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, how many of you guys know that I'm a kind of a passionate person at times? You know, <clears throat> um, I get really excited about things. And, and, and actually, I was talking to a good friend this week, and um, we were just talking about the Lord moving and everything. And she was saying, man, I just hate it when I have to, when I speak or the Lord's moving and I just cry, you know, and, oh, I just wish, I just don't want to talk. I'm just like, oh, I just hate this and I'm crying. And I was like, you know, that's your passion being released. You know, you're, you're feeling some passion. It's like, you know, and that's not so bad. You know, when you're feeling the Holy Spirit and you're just, you know, you cry. It's like, to me, it's like, oh, not neat. Well, for me, when I get passionate, I yell, I shout, you know, and so I'm like, yes, Jesus. And people are like, whoa, girl, can you just cry? You know, it's kind of like you just kind of wonder. But, you know, it's just it's just a passion that has really that that God has in me. And when I get passionate, I just that's just kind of some things that happen. And I've cried. I'm not saying I don't cry, but just, you know, and, and that passion, I just want to talk to you a little bit about today, because I believe that God wants to renew that passion in our hearts renew that and like what does that mean like is this all about emotion oh no because if it were i would not be standing up in front of you today you know it's like lord is there a back door cj you got the service darling okay so it has nothing to do about emotion but it can include emotion so up here um i have a definition it's kind of funny last week i've been praying and like lord what do you want me to share And, and the word passion just passionately came upon me you know it's like passion i can do that yes passion so i thought well lord what is passion because it's not like a term you just see in the bible you know i mean it's indicated but it's not like thou shall be passion you know or like you know there's nothing like that's clear so i thought well let's google it right isn't that what we do for everything we don't know we just google it (laughs) it's like well that works and so this is the definition of passion i came i didn't like search I did one Google, okay? It was right there on the page. I, I, I kid you not. So definition of passion. When you put more energy into something, 
than is required to do it. Passion is more than enthusiasm or excitement. Passion is ambition as to put as much heart, mind, body, and soul into something as possible. CJ, get some water. I'm not used to talking this much in the morning. Okay. On Sunday mornings. Okay. So passion. So if you just think of that word, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that we have passion for. Just let's just look at, think of the natural. Like some people are really passionate, like about guns, okay, and killing things. Where's Cornell? Not that I think that he kills things. I didn't mean that. But I'm just like, I have a brother who's an ex-Marine, and like he's, he's like gun everything. <clears throat> you know, kind of shells, what kind of ammunition, what kind of, it's not like a, like, it's not like a, it's like a bad thing, okay? But you know, man, how many of you guys know what I'm talking about? Thank you. Okay, we got a little bit of passion here. Like, yeah, you know, I just like the smell. I like the feel of the power. I like, I don't know, I'm not passionate about it, so I don't know what you feel, but just the, you know, that's it's kind of what you feel. You know, I like, you know, passion. I like to defend things. I like to defend the country. I like to defend, and I, I love that. That's, a, that's great. We, we need that. I'm not dismissing that, okay? Um, other things, makeup or fashion. Ladies, right? It's like, whew, what kind of makeup do you use? You have to use that. Did you take a drink of that? No. If any other speaker was up here, you wouldn't be treating them like this. Thank you, darling. I'm going to keep the lid off and just pray I don't spill it. Okay. Um, you know, and so we like to get involved. We know it's trendy. This is really cool. I like this. I like looking nice. And I like, and I like a certain brand of makeup. So I'm like, oh, I love this stuff. And so I see it in the store and I, I don't go spending my money on it all the time. But it's, it's just something you get excited, right? It's like, I like this. Some people are excited about quilting. And sewing and just like, oh, I can't wait to sew. I can't wait to use these talents I have. And a lot of these passions, I mean, obviously are God-given. I mean, I know God puts passions in our hearts. Obviously. Sports. Is anyone passionate about sports? Okay, we're not. Okay, we'll just go on. And (laughs) I had to say that. You know, my husband's passionate about sports. He likes football and things. And I, you know, I have five, five boys. What? Okay. I have five sons and... A daughter, and so most of my sons growing up have been <coughs> very passionate about sports. So um, let's go back. My older four boys, you in our house during a football game or a basketball game, it gets a little noisy, and especially if they have people over, it gets real loud. And you know, <laughs> you know, how many of you guys have ever been to like an OS, like a football game? I mean, not like high school. I mean, high school's good. I understand that, but like like college or bigger. Okay, all right, so so when you watch your game, you know, and you're sitting there, do you just kind of sit there and just kind of eat popcorn and go, you know? I mean, is that is that what we do when we when we do something like that? No, no, we're like all in it, right? We're just like, even if you don't know what to do, you look, you know, like, dun, 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 this is the right hand, dun, 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 you know? <laughs> you know, we go, oh, uh, you. Cowboys, you know, we're all in it and we're screaming and yelling. And it's like, yeah, because it's exciting. It just really is. That's an awesome thing. <laughs> so God, God puts passion in our hearts about different things. And that's okay. That's just fine. Um, sometimes, because what happens, sometimes we're passionate about our own desires. Like, what am I doing? What am I into? And that kind of passion is fine as long as it's in the right order. Do you understand that? Like, a lot of times we have different hobbies or things, jobs we do, and through that passion, we can minister to other people. And we should be. That's a good thing. Um, I have a horse. I don't know. If you haven't known, I do. I have a horse. Very passionate about her, and I have a yearling. And um, through my passion of the Lord bringing this in my life, I'm not going to go into the story, but, but the Lord brought a young lady into my life, and also a couple and through that passion, the Lord was able to minister and start something, a very beautiful friendship. And so through our passions, if we allow, God will use that. And that's a good thing. But this is kind of where passions can kind of be a little bit dangerous, is when that is all we're doing. Like, it's all about me. It's my interest. You know, like if we're so full of our own agenda and all we want to do, and we really kind of forget about what God is, you know, What's the passion of the Holy Spirit? What's 
What's his passion? You know, and, um, and we need to make sure things are in the right order. Does that sound right? I mean, do you understand where I'm going with that? Um, emotion goes away. So with passion, we have this emotion, but a lot of times emotion goes away and, um, excitement kind of lulls, but our passion continues on. I'm going to give you an example of this marriage. Okay. I'm sorry for other people who aren't married or anything, but I'm just trying to, this is a good example. When you, um, are married, is every minute of your marriage passionate? Okay, his interpretation is it is. Okay, now let me, let, now like the real story, okay? And ladies, you understand. I know you do because I've talked to lots of you. You know, when it's time to cook supper, you know, and like you're the only person who knows how to cook what's in the freezer <laughs> and you're, everyone's gone all day, everyone's tired and you're tired, but it doesn't matter because you still have to Feed the family, you know, emotion, there's no emotion in that. There's, it's not. And people are like, what's for supper? I was like, what's for supper? You tell me. Why don't you come cook? You know? <laughs> Tired of always being in charge. No, I'm passionate. I, I'm passionate about having a ha- happy family. And a lot of times when they're happy and healthy emotionally, it's because I'm choosing to make happy, healthy emotional decisions. I'm not dissenting, right? Um, you know, laundry. Oh, my goodness. You know, I mean, especially if you have children, shh, a laundry. I'm sorry, guys, if you can't relate to this. I'm just kind of, maybe I'm telling you something you don't know, okay? So just listen, okay? Like, laundry piles up, you know? And it's like, you know, we could really go out and either garden or we could do laundry. Well, sometimes, you know, I mean, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt do laundry and not garden, you know? But so, you know, sometimes we make those choices and it's the least thing we want to do when it doesn't always get done. Or sometimes there's a million other things that we do. We have job. We do take care of children, animals. Some of us have animals, you know, and it's, it's kind of like sometimes it's like, man, this is just not fun. You know, the daily grind, Lord, is not fun at all. Um, but we make those cho- those choices. I have a passion to have a healthy marriage. But I don't always feel like doing the necessary things to have a healthy marriage. Do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that passion kicks in. If it wasn't for, if it was just on emotion and what I felt like, I I mean, we would not have an exciting marriage, you know. I mean, nightlife would not be very exciting for my husband, you know, if you understand what I'm saying. (laughs) I hope you guys do. (laughs) I'm like, fine, let's okay, starting now, go, you know. (laughs) That's bad, right? So that's why, I'm just telling you, you know, emotion doesn't always have a part of being passionate. Okay. You know, and of course, it, me, I'm talking about tucking in the children, right? Okay. Yeah. Tucking the children. That's what I'm talking about. So there's a lot of things that, you know, passion goes beyond what we're feeling, way beyond. And look at, uh, can you put the, the definition back up? Does it like go dead and after a while? Okay. Yeah. Just keep that up if you don't mind. Um, when you put more energy into something than is required to do it, we can think of that with our hobbies. It's more than just enthusiasm or excitement because that goes away. Ambition is to put as much heart, mind, body, and soul into something as possible. So to me, it's like effort, okay? If I just sit here, like, for example, if I just sit and worship, I'm going, I'm just going to sit here. And when I feel like doing something, I'll do it, you know? I'm just like, no, I'm passionate about my relationship with Jesus how many of you know the Bible says when we draw close to him, he draws close to us? So, boy, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to stand up. I don't care. I like sitting in the front so I don't see what everyone else is doing. I'm just like, Lord, I am passionate about you, and all I care about is you, and I just want to draw close. Um, really interesting when I was looking at this scripture. Ah, really interesting. Um, and, and just one thing I want to say before I put this, this scripture up, it's, it's time to get passionate about God again. And the things of God. It's time to restir that up. And I really feel, feel, okay, not emotion, but okay, it could be emotional. But it's time to stir up our passion again. Being passionate for the things of God. Being passionate about what he's called us to. Being passionate about loving ourselves in the right way. Passionate about loving each other. Passionate about loving God. It's time to stir those things back up. 
passion for our God and his kingdom. Um, so this, uh, the scripture, let's see, let's do the first scripture. And I thought this was really interesting. And so if you can think of, I think it's Mark. Um, oh, it's on my first page. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Mark 1230. Okay. And this is just really interesting what Mark th- that says. It says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. Does that sound familiar to something that we just read? Okay, like, so, passion, love. You know, the definition, I just got, I just Googled passion. It just came up. And I couldn't but realize the definition, putting as much heart, mind, body, and soul into something as possible and in Mark, the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, just to kind of make it short there. Now, how many of you guys know that it says in First John that we, we can love because he first loved us, so we can love. So if Jesus is, this is his first commandment, do you think he would give us a commandment that he didn't already do for us, like he wouldn't already feel toward us? That he didn't show toward us. You know what I'm saying? You know? It's like he's like, okay, you must love me with all this, but I don't, I'm gonna stay back from you. I'm not gonna put all myself into you, but you have to put all yourself in me. Right? So we can see that as a demonstration of the cross. Can't we? <clears throat> God's passion, who gave his one and only son for us on the cross to die for us, right? I mean, that's passion. He had a lot more to lose than what we did. He, he invested a lot more. It said, for the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Who is that joy? We are the joy. Because of us, he endured the cross. Does that sound like a passionate love? Did he just wait and say, you know, when I feel like going through that stuff, I'll let you know. No, he didn't. He endured that. He went through all of that process. He went through it all. He chose it. He endured it with great joy, actually. That whole, that whole bloody mess, right? He did that. It wasn't like, well, I don't feel like it today. It's like, no, he left that passion take over. He knew what he was doing and he did it on purpose. He was intentional. Um, think about like on your testimony and how you got saved and like some of the really, I'm sorry, you just say some of the stupid stuff you did before you got saved, <laughs> you know, I can think of times really why I should have been killed. I just did a lot of dumb stuff. I wasn't a good girl before I was a Christian. I know you guys thought I grew up just a wonderful person. I didn't, okay? I was really a sinner. I made a lot of dumb decisions. I drank. I partied. I was rebellious to my parents. And there's a lot of situations I was in that I'm like, Lord, I should have died. Oh, my goodness. That was really dumb, you know? And you think back on some of those experiences, and you can just see in in your own personal testimony of how Jesus has been pursuing you. And the events that happened to lead you up to say, I need a savior. I need you, Jesus. And you guys think back. Just think for a second. Think back on a couple of those things. The passion and what he did to come after you. You know, Jesus' passion about his church. We can see that in the Gospels. He was passionate about women in the right sense, obviously. He ministered when, when they were considered low life, <laughs> dogs, worth nothing, you know. Jesus stepped in. He didn't care about his reputation. He stepped in. He was for restoration. Restoration of the sick, of the demonized, of the oppressed. He was for sinners. He hung out with the sinners and the tax collectors. Right? I mean, he he went for those people. He was passionate about that. He wasn't concerned like, well, what's so-and-so going to think if I just kind of sit with this person? You know? He didn't really care. He was passionate about that. <clears throat> um, 
Matthew, just pretend like you know what I'm going to say. Matthew what? Matthew 13, 44. Oh, that's that out. Matthew 13, 44. Okay. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which man a man found and hid. And for joy over, he took it, and, he, and for joy, he goes and he sells it. And all that, all that he has and buys that field. Let me read it over here. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought the field. Can I tell you something, church? You are that treasure. You are that treasure that he came and he saw and he found. And look at it, it says, and then in his joy, he went and sold it. It was for, for the sake of the cross, for the joy he went to the cross, right? For the joy he took and sold it. And he had more. Like I said, he had more to spend than what we do. He had more to risk. I mean, he was in heaven, he came out of heaven with his father. That's all he knew, right? He came out to be here with us. You know, to take sin, all of our sin upon him who had no sin. <clears throat> and he did that for, for not just people, but people who are persecuting him, people who are against him. Separated from his father, his father forsaking him, and then taking on all that sin. Jesus was finding us the treasure, and it was with joy he sold all he had. Like dying on the cross, he endured it for the joy that sent before him. So you, you just look at all that, that, that whole thing, and you think, you know, this passion, all this stuff, it... Really, what it, we need to look at it is, is, is we have to die to ourselves in order to have passion to live a late, a crazy love of life of love for Jesus. It says in Matthew sixteen two twenty four, if anyone wants to follow after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, speaking of death, and follow me. And we can also do it for joy, right? It's for the joy. Not settling in for a mediocre life that we have, that we can't, that we can settle into. It's really easy. Like it's, and I was kind of thinking of it like this. And, um, and understand, don't take me way out of balance, okay? I'm going to describe a situation and you can say, well, let's go over here. Let's just, you know, um, we have our daily checklist, you know, for a good spiritual life. It's like, let's read the word. Okay, did that. Check. Okay, let, let me make my request known to God. Let me have my prayer time. Thank you, Jesus. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Uh, love you. Save this person who needs to go to hell and doesn't need to. Okay, save. Okay, and um, we're going to pray in tongues. Blah, 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 blah. Five. Okay, did. I'm good. Okay, let's go on with life. I'm done. Okay, and now God's not going to get me today. He's not going to punish me because I jumped with my hoops and now I get my prize, right? (laughs) Sometimes we can get so used to and settle in the mundane that that's kind of what our spiritual worship is. You know, just checking off the list. Oh, did that? Check. Oh, yeah, okay, check. And that's what our comes. Do you see any, any passion in that? You know, I'm not saying it's bad. Again, we do have to endure. I know there's seasons that we go through that are dead and dry and we're just like, you know, going on. But when we pursue him, he pursues us. You know, and sometimes in those times we have to do like more pursuing. You know, those really dead times that things are just getting mundane. It's like, okay, Lord, I want you to pursue you more. This is, this is boring. Seriously, our relationship is boring. And I really don't think it's him. I really think it's me, you know. Um, and I understand, you know, and, 
and saying all that, I understand as a mom of kids, finding time to have that special time with Jesus. And, and um, <laughs> I used to get really upset at my husband. <clears throat> Not the pastor of this church, just my husband, okay? Let's make that clear. Because I would get up and I had, you know, six children. I, had, I first had four, obviously, and then one at a time. Okay, so first I had the four and then added two more. And we'd get up. And, and how many moms know, no matter what time you wake, how early you get up in the morning, someone's going to be up to greet you. You have that one that, like, there's this little radar, and you're like, okay. And I'm not a morning person, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. And I get up, okay. And all of a sudden here, hey, mommy, what you doing? Can we talk? You want the stream I had last night? And can we do this and this and this? And mommy, mommy, and you're just like, oh, Lord, I'm going to, okay. There goes my time. I could have stayed in bed and slept, and they would have been happy. And, you know, so sometimes really finding that, that place within the, with the Lord and your quiet time, I understand it's a challenge and it's hard. And then CJ would, we'd get up and CJ would be like, well, I'm going to get up and go to the church and go pray. What? (laughs) You're going to go to the church? No, you stay here. I'll go to the church and pray. So you know what I'm saying. It's like, this ain't fair, God, you know. But, but in that time, I just want to suggest to you that even I forgive my husband. He knows that. And uh, <laughs> forgive him, obviously. But in that time, when you sit down with that time with the Lord and you get to read a chapter in the Bible, and you're like, oh, Lord, this fed me. This, Oh, thank you. It's like everything that you give him, every. Every foot that you press toward him, he's moving toward you. You know, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to just spend this time just praying in, praying in tongues with you. Just, just let in your presence. I'm just going to worship you, Lord. I'm just, I have this song. I'm going to sit and, and sing it. And you sing it. And as, as long as you can, do you hear, Mom, I'm hungry. Okay, amen. All right. You know, go on. But it's that those times that you're pressing in, you're like, Lord, I, I got to take this time. I have these few minutes and I'm going to take it. You know, those times are, that's different. I'm, I'm not talking about just a checklist there. You know what I'm saying? There's life, you know, it's, it's like, Lord, I need you. I'm passionate. And because I'm passionate, I'm going to press into you. And then he meets us. It's a very thing. And then you hear, you know, and it's a season of life that you go through. I understand that. And I, I'm glad my husband comes and he gets to pray. He prays at home, so don't think like, did you only praise at the church? No, he does. He, he prays at home. But it was just a time that we're going through. It was just very difficult. But I understand, moms, there is that time. Um, in Matthew 6, 5 and 6, it says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. We need to go to our daily place, our room or closet, whatever you want to call it, and have our alone time. And it's harder for for some some of our situations or circumstances. I just described kids. You guys could have something else I'm totally clueless about. But there could be just like a really hard time that it's hard to do. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Draw close to me, and I'll draw close to you. I just want to say that. It's just so worth it. And then we come to church, and (laughs) we want to sacrifice and praise God, you know. Yay, and I love that. I love coming and praising and worship. But, like, let's do it at home, too. You know, let's stir that at home, and stir it at home, and stir it at home. Let's get it going at home. And then let's come together. There's a time when we get to come together to celebrate, which is what we did this, this morning. And we can even release more of our passions in worship. And it's, it's, it's scriptural. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> Heart, mind, soul, and strength is passion. Worship's an awesome time we get to express our passion for his presence. He wants us to come daily and worship him passionately. And then we come in together in unity where he commands his blessing. 
And we get to express and worship. And as we worship, the presence of God is released. <laughs> it's not like the presence of God's released and then we worship. It's like backwards, you know. We choose to worship. We choose to participate. And he, his presence comes. And um, it's that lovely time we can have. And it brings us close to together as a body. Yet, you know, a lot, not the guys, but a lot of the ladies, you've been to a lot of the women's conferences that we've had. And isn't there such a closeness to this woman when we get in those times of worship and we are passionately worshiping? How many? Can I see some hands? Yeah. I mean, it's just like this passionate time. And after you think, I feel so close to one another. Well, because we just expressed our passion, we release that. And like with each other, like we did it in unity. But one thing that crushes that, one thing that totally steals away from that passion is when we get caught up and the complaining and the griping about everything that we don't want or we don't like or we're tired about, la, 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 you know? That steals passion. That steals that away. And so it's like we have to put such a guard on that church about releasing the things that we're upset about and releasing, I'm mad at this. Well, I don't like this. I'm not going to do this because I'm mad. And then I'm going to tell everybody else about it because I can't just be miserable by myself, right? <laughs> so I want you to agree with me. <laughs> and bam, that just kills. That just kills that passion. It's a passion killer. <laughs> and we want to come in and say, oh, Jesus, we love you. We're really mad at everybody else, but we love you. And we're going to be in unity even though I can't stand somebody right now, you know. And so, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Because I've done it. That's, that's how I know. I mean, it's not because you guys have. It's because I know what I go through. <laughs> it's a passion killer. Expressing her passion. Expressing it in worship. Draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. Psalms 101 says, um, A joyful noise. Make a joyful noise or shout to joy with the Lord. Yes! I love that. It's like, like my a wonderful verse. There's a lot of verses in the Bible that talks about shouting and um, what it releases and the celebrate with shouting. And so look it up. There's, I can't even read them all. There's a ton of scriptures in there. So go home and Google it. No, look it up in the Bible. And it's just awesome. Our passion is released when we turn and we are going to dive into the, to the Lord. Lord, I don't feel like this right now. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to release passion to you right now. Um, verse In verse 4, it says, Enter his gates of thanksgiving and his courts of praise. Uh, Psalm 66, 2, give, him, give to him glorious praise. Or it says to make his praise glorious. I think that happens when we come together in unity and we can passionately express our love for Jesus. I think that's glorious. What do you think? Isn't that a glorious thing? Yes, it is a glorious thing. See, I'm passionate about this. <laughs> so we, we, I think one, one little thing we kind of bring into the church sometimes is we think, well, we don't have to be excited now. You know, let's just come in, sit down, let's just be quiet, you know, because we're supposed to have our time in our room, close the door so people don't see you, right? But how many of you guys know that Jesus did not die on the cross in his closet? He did not go and say, oh, sorry, we can't make a public display of this. Let me get in my prayer closet. Let's go get, let's go to these closed doors and do this. He made a public display. It was a public display for all. I feel that's, that's, that's worship. When we come together, we can publicly make a display in worship and how great the name of Jesus is, how great and how awesome and how glorious he is and how thankful we are and how he loves us. I mean, he loves us. He's so crazy about you. You're awesome. You are awesome. And when CJ read that little, that verse today, he's like, you know, Jesus loves you. You know, and you, you said something like, you know, Jesus loves me. And I thought of the song, you know, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. You know, and I was like, 
And I thought of that, you know, Jesus loves me. I'm like, for the Bible tells me so. And so, <laughs> but I thought, you know, because it's, it's kind of a default, like, oh, we know because the Bible tells us so. Well, I know the Bible tells us so. I understand that. But understand and grasp his passion for you. It's just not because, I mean, the Bible tells you so. Don't, don't say I'm not saying that because I am. But because he loves you. Like he's passionate for you. Just think of a bride and her, her husband. That husband is passionate. They're passionate people. Yeah. Woo. We've got a lot of newlyweds in this place. Y'all should have a little more passionate and excited about this message. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. But you passionately pursue him. He's passionately pursuing you even right now. He's passionate about you. He loves you guys so crazy much. It's awesome. I don't like to be quiet about that. (laughs) Because it's so true. You know, he's he's not ashamed of us expressing passion. He's not like, oh, Lisa. Like he cringes, you know. Like, oh, here she goes, Lord. She's going to get excited. God, you know. He's not embarrassed. He loves it. Like when your children come in, and, and you know, we have children. And if, I know if you don't have children, just pretend. Just kind of go with me out. Maybe you have somebody, a little child who loves you, a niece, a nephew, whatever. But just picture this. When we come home, and I'm gone, and we, I come home, and my children are like, leaving are you i mean you're gonna take me with you if you go right you're not gonna leave me right yeah we don't go oh oh son don't get excited about seeing me (laughs) when your children are like crying oh i just miss you you've been away for a long time don't cry that's ridiculous can't believe you're expressing that emotion it's like it's what's in your their heart. It's just that passion that's inside and it just comes out. That's what I'm saying. We need, it's time to renew some passion, church. Time to renew. And I'm not up here. I hope you know I love you guys. And I'm not up here saying, you know, you're not doing it right. You got to do this and you got to jump through this hoop and blah, blah, blah. I think you know me. Most of you know me well enough. If you don't know me, ask somebody who knows me. Okay. But I'm not saying that. But it's time to renew passion. It's time to stir up, to stir it up inside. You know what I'm saying? It's time to focus, and not on ourselves in a bad way like, it's all about me, you know. But focus on ourselves like, wow, Lord, you love me. You love me. And because you love me, I want to get close to you. You're like, you're safe. I want to be passionate about you. He dwells in the praises of his people, and we can worship him passionately. We need to do like another teaching on worship that'd be good wouldn't that be awesome next scripture i want to go to is mark 12 31 it says it's obviously a continuation from the first commandment love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and then he says the second is like this you shall love your neighbor as yourself there is no other commandment greater than these. It's like if you want to just put Christianity or, or loving in, in a bottle, you know. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so let's just kind of, you guys are very smart because I know you are. So if you think about passion, you think about what love is. Loving with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then it says the second commandment is like the first one. Love your neighbor as yourself. What is that going to look like? Passion. Soul. Heart. I might get that out of order, but you all love me. Heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right there. With, with, with our whole being, like the whole self. Um. Just kind of think back to the scripture we were talking about earlier of the man 
finding the treasure in the field, you know. And, um, and Jesus, you know, I mean, he, he bought it all. <laughs> um, I grew up on a farm, um, and we had a lot of fields. And the thing that you can find in every single field, like no matter what field it is, there's one thing every field has in common. You guys know what that is? Dirt. Every field has dirt. Most likely rocks, right? And then it says treasure. So if I could just say this, when we look at one another, what do we see? Do we see dirt or do we see treasure? What do we see when we think about ourselves? Do we see our dirt or do we see the treasure that God has inside of us? Let's stir up the passion. Let's go after one another with love, seeing the treasure. You know, I might not like you, but there's a treasure in there, and I'm going to go past the dirt. I might get dirty, but I I want that treasure. You have treasure in there. And for me to bring that treasure out in you, to help you see that treasure, I'm going to tell a story. Um, Obviously. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Something that... Someone saw the treasure in me one time, and it changed my life. Um, Precious lady. I think she had to leave. That's okay. I love her. (laughs) I was, um, the Lord had been having me speaking, doing some public speaking, which is scary, but God helps you. Okay. So, you know, somebody was like, I would never speak in front of people. Oh, yes, you would. God will give you what did you go through? And he was going, he was grooming me through the process of speaking. Okay. So it was like, he'd start to give me words to share with the congregation. That was scary because we didn't have a lot of females that would prophesy. That's scary. Like, okay, no, th- th- that prophecy, that's theirs. That's not for me. That's their office. And then you're stepping into that. It's just really scary. Just, if you didn't know what it, I was telling you, okay. <laughs> when you go to other churches and all of a sudden the Lord would give me words for the pastor. I did not know the pastor. I'm like, Lord, I cannot Oh my goodness, out of my comfort zone. So I would, I would do that. And we'd have conferences and, and, uh, sweet pastor's wife at the time, Teresa, would be like, Lisa, you're going to go share the announcement. And I'm like, <gasps> okay. And so during worship, the Lord would boom, drop something in my heart or something, how to say it, how, what, what he wanted me to express. And I'd get up and I would just be like, you know, shaking, like, we're going to have this conference. And I'd kind of have to move because otherwise my, I mean, I'd like shake. Everything within me would just shake. And I would, okay, amen, go sit down. I'd sit next to my husband and I'd grab his hand and be like, I need a Coke. Okay, we're done. Let's go to the youth room. I need a Coke. I need to calm down. Okay. You guys might not understand that, but it's okay. You can just trust me. It was like scary. Breathe. It's okay. He's like, honey, you did good. Thank you. Okay, we're good. But, you know, at, in the, at the same time, even though I was nervous and terrified, at the same time, um, it kind of felt good. I was like, yeah, that was so fun. Okay, it scared me, but it was so fun. I love that. But it was just really scary. <clears throat> so, you know, it kept just going on. And, and then we had this, the first financial peace class. My husband decided to go on a mission trip. And he was leading that. And then he said... Oh, honey, I'm going to be gone this day. And so basically you're going to emcee the thing, okay? And we had a lot of people show up. And you guys probably were in that class. It's fine. And you're going to emcee it. And it's just a video. I mean, you just get up and do the video. Well, if you know me, it's like me just getting up. It's not just like getting up and speaking. It's like God has put something in my heart that I get passionate about. And I can't just say, okay. We're going to show this video, and I hope you guys are really blessed because it's a good series. Thank you for being here. You know, I just, I'm expressive, you know. And so the Lord is putting stuff in my heart to say, and you just say it. You just have to take the risk. Like, you can't let fear overtake you. When it's time to step out and do something passionate, you can't let fear hold you back. Because you know what fear is? What you're saying is, okay, I can be tormented. Fear has to do with torment, it says in First John. So it's like, you kind of don't have a choice. I don't want to live in fear, and the only thing for me to get out of fear is just to do it, right? 
So, you know, it was like the nerds and the freestyles. I'm like, oh, how many of you guys are nerds? And how many are freestyles? And yeah, and I'm just, I don't know what I said, but, you know, I wasn't quiet. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> My poor parents. Okay. Um, and after that was done, I was like, oh, Lord, I just made a fool of myself. You know, I wish I could have, is this on right? I feel like it's on. Okay. Um, I wish I could just go, okay, we're going to watch the next video session. You know, I mean, that would have been so much easier. And then expressing my heart. And uh, I thought, Lord, I just feel so horrible. And we had these small groups. And yeah, okay. I was in charge of our small group since my husband, or the husband was on a mission trip. And so I, you know, we did that. And someone was like, oh, Lisa, you did a good job tonight. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I felt so horrible. I felt, I mean, I just like so nervous. And I didn't want to, you don't want to feel dumb. You don't want to feel stupid. And you just have all this stuff going. And she looked at me and she said, Lisa, you don't know how you make people feel when you talk. And I was like, wow. She, she, she saw the treasure. She pointed that out. And, and to you, it might not mean anything because, you know, it's you. But for me, it changed me. It was like, really? You mean people aren't like writing, taking notes on how many times I messed up and said the wrong word, you know? It's like people aren't like out with their little dark guns going, okay, she messes up. We're going to get her, you know. And that's what you feel a lot of times when you're vulnerable and you step out. But she saw the treasure. And I just want to encourage you guys to see the treasure in others. See the treasures in each other because you guys are valuable. You know, Jesus chose you on purpose. You know, he, he, he chose you. He saved you. He died for you. And it wasn't because he had nothing else to do. And it wasn't because he's going to sit back and just kind of wait for a feeling to happen. You know, like, well, I feel like it. But he's like, you know what? Whatever the cost, whatever the cost, I'm going to pursue my people, no matter what the cost. And it cost him death. And, of course, after that death, he had life. I mean, through death is life. Passion's going to cost you death. There are a lot of things I'm passionate about. I mean, as far as the natural, I'm passionate about my family, my husband. I'm passionate about my children. I'm happy my son is home. I'm passionate about my animals I have. Just the different things that just like get me going and ticking and the Lord uses those things. But if those things come before my passion for the Lord, and my passion for you, and seeing passion in myself. It's out of order. And it's time for us to get passionate again and to renew that passion. You all hear me? We understanding? I would just like you guys to stand up. Ami, can you do like a really spiritual song that's like going to do that? And I want to invite my husband to come up to kind of close, and I do have a prayer, but... I just want him to add to my whatever he feels like he needs to add. And you can't use my notes. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So just... <laughs> really spiritual time and you run into your husband. That's okay. And there's a song coming. Let's just close our eyes, saints, and let's just engage. Let's just engage in, in the Father's love. Hallelujah. Let's just engage in his love. Let's start raise, let's just raise our hands. And let's not wait until we feel something. Let's just raise our hands and cry out to daddy, daddy, or father, daddy. Oh, father God, I just release passion, God, that you stir up passion in Jesus name. That passion will be released again into the heart of your saints. That you will release passion, Lord, into the heart of your saints. I thank you, Lord God, for the greater work that you're doing in them, Lord God. We just release passion, Lord. Release your love. We just release your presence right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just worship. Let's just crank this song. And let's just worship and engage in worship. And I just want to say, if you need... If you need prayer, like a special prayer, you're welcome to come up here and CJ and I will pray for you and pray with you. 
And I'm just, but as we do that, just continue to engage in passion and worship. Am I still on? Oh, me, this is, we're going to do something a little bit different here just to close up real quick because I'm different. I, let's release the voice within ourselves. Let's re- release the spirit that's within ourselves. You know, the Holy Spirit's in us, just so you know. And let's release that into worship. Okay? So it's going to get loud, and I give you permission to get loud. I give you permission to release the voice, the Holy Spirit inside of you, and I give you permission to release the passion. Are you ready? Are ready? Let's release that passion, church, okay? And we're just going to shout out the praises of God. All right? One, two, three. Jesus! Father, we thank you that you are passionate for us. We thank you that you displayed that, Father. And I just pray that as we leave, that we would leave with a greater revelation, understanding of your passion for us. Your passion for us. And we will allow you, Father, to increase and to resurrect that passion that we once had for you, Father. That we would allow that to, to be displayed again, to rise up in our hearts and our souls that we would again be passionate for you and for your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing. We thank you for your open heaven over this body. We thank you that your kingdom will be manifest in powerful ways, not only in our lives, but through our lives, into this community, into our worlds our worlds around us. We thank you, Father, that Jesus, you will be glorified. You will be high and lifted up. Men and women will be drawn to you and lives will be changed forever. And we thank you, Father, that not only are you passionate for us, but you desire to partner with us. We get to run with you. We get to run an an awesome adventure with you to see your kingdom manifest here on the earth. We love you and we thank you and we give you honor and praise in the awesome name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.